The tournament is in full swing and the action has not disappointed. And that is despite my dream matchup of Colgate versus Oral Roberts not being able to happen. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It is that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the tourney for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. There's no better way to put your college b-ball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And if b-ball college b-balling ain't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook has 100 to 1 odds on select fighters for this weekend's UFC 260. DraftKings is, of course, safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gotta be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Go live, baby. We are. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're live. Uh That's good Broncos Friday. Live on YouTube. So if you listen to this as a podcast, suck it. You missed it live on YouTube, idiots. You got to be subscribed to both uh also i just learned the best way to build an audience is to call the people who listen idiots in the first 30 seconds um big day for us here uh not specifically for broncos fans but in the nfl 49ers make a huge trade jumping up to number three in the draft we want to talk about what that means for the broncos and what they might do in the draft now quarterback is on everybody's mind what the 49ers might be doing now at three. Uh, Dolphins are stockpiling picks. It's There's just a lot to break down, so we're going to get into it. Today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, use code D-N-V-R when you sign up to take advantage of their can't-miss offers. And, of course, uh, damn it, where's my coffee bag? Benchwarmer Brew, my coffee company, undefeated in moral support. Uh, if you want good coffee, go check it out. Will. Big Boss. Big Boss. Um, big Boss Applesauce. Yeah. Big Boss Baby. Okay, Will. <laughs> what What did you think when you heard the news the Niners jumped up to three? Were you surprised? Did it make you feel excited? Uh, explain. I was a little envious, to be honest. Yeah. Envy is um, a good word. So you kind of like expect a lot of these draft day trades to happen like during the draft. And you don't realize you have months to do this ahead of time. Back in 2016, when Jared Goff went to the Rams and Carson Wentz went to the Eagles, both those teams traded up well in advance of the draft. And I like that the 49ers just said, hey, we're not going to take any chances. 
if we keep screwing around, like someone's going to leapfrog us. Denver might leapfrog us. Uh, any other number of teams, the Patriots, who knows? So they said, we're not going to take chances. We're doing it now. Uh, they moved up from 12 to three. I think they gave up like two or three first round picks to do that, including obviously uh, the one from this draft. I don't know if it's all come out yet. Um, but yeah, I, I just like, I like aggressive moves. And obviously they came out and said, Jimmy Garoppolo is still in our plans. Uh, I just don't think those, those plans, um, <laughs> those plans could just be trading him. It's like, obviously, yeah, he's in their plans. He's going to do, they're going to do something with him. They're going to trade him. They're going to start him until their rookie quarterback is ready. Um, but it also begs the question, um, and I'll let you answer this. Do you think they are more interested in Justin Fields or Trey Lance? I would, I would have to bet on Justin Fields because there's just more tape on him. And I don't feel like an NFL team would make a move this ballsy to go up to draft a guy that played in one game this last year and has had one season to evaluate and that played at a much smaller sort of school as well. Like there's, I mean, maybe if you're going to keep Garoppolo for two years, the last two years you have on his contract and you're really, really high on, on Trey Lance, you do it that way because you don't have to start him right away. But this to me feels like a play for Justin Fields or it's, 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 it's a play for Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. It's whoever the jets don't take at two is basically the way I was your point. Um, I think if you're the jets and your plan is not to take Zach Wilson or a quarterback, just say a quarterback in general. Um, I, that'd be a huge mistake to stay at two. Yeah. You're not taking a quarterback. However, Still talking about the Jets, and yeah, <laughs> wouldn't put it past them uh, to say That's fair. we need a tackle so badly we're not going to risk trading down far enough to the point where we miss out on Penesul or, or someone like that. Um, but I think that would be that would be definitely ill advised. I also saw this is interesting: Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network and Chris Sims both mentioned. Mac Jones with a number three pick that the 49ers were trading up from 12 to three to take Mac Jones. And it led me to it like, got me thinking like, okay, we, we base a lot of our assumptions on the media and there's an overlap for sure between the media, what the media like projects what the draft experts project and what actual scouts and actual NFL front offices project because a ton of them have relationships. They, you know, they don't just like pick these things out of thin air. Yeah. They're, you know, they're doing things on the side like that. Um, but Sorry. occasionally there's a disconnect where uh, teams are a lot higher on a certain player than we think. Right. Maybe that's Mac Jones. You would have thought if you just like stay put at 12, there's a pretty good chance you'll be able to get him. Get Mac Jones. I mean, but, well, here's 
Here's why you could argue Mac Jones would go to the 49ers. What did he just do at his pro day that he was criticized for? What? Under throwing the deep ball. Oh, that's right. What did Jimmy G do to lose him the Super Bowl? Overthrew the deep ball. You put those two together. You one of those perfect. perfect. Uh, I think that's a good point because I think if Mac Jones fell to nine before this, and you had those other four QBs gone, and the Broncos took Mac Jones at nine, I would have very mixed feelings about it. Uh, It just doesn't seem like it's a definite upgrade over Drew Locke. It's risky. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like the right play. It doesn't feel like the best value. Yes. But let's say it's true that Kyle Shanahan is high on Mac Jones. Then maybe Mac Jones is better than we want to give him credit for. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like just hearing that Kyle Shanahan likes him makes you kind of reconsider I'm not I'm definitely not answering the door. Um <laughs> when people ring my doorbell, I'm like, dude, get the fuck not, out of here. Not a chance. I live on the third story. Please text me if you're showing up. Um, but when you hear like Kyle Shanahan or like back in the day, Bill Belichick is interested in someone, everybody's like, Am I missing something? I need to go back and, and reevaluate my thinking. And that could could be happening to Mac Jones. If I was like if I was an agent for a um, for a college prospect, I would just like totally pay the smartest coaches like Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. I'd be like, I'm I'll give you fifty thousand dollars right now to like leak that you you're interested in in my client. You don't have to take him. You, you literally don't. You don't have to go to a, a pro day. You don't have to do anything. Just like leak through your team's PR that you've kind of been like looking at their tape and, and liking what you see and everybody else is, is going to go, Oh, you know, maybe Mac Jones is pretty good. All yeah. of a sudden he goes from like back of the first round to top 10. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's just like a, uh, like you're saying like a genius level move by Kyle Shanahan to trick the jets into taking Mac Jones because Robert Sala coming right over from San Francisco. If yeah. he thinks his mentor, the guy who catapulted him to the front of the head coaching line is in on Mac Jones, then maybe Robert Sala is like, my first move is head coach. Joe Douglas, let's get us some Mac Jones in here. And then Kyle Shanahan's like, I've got Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Let me make a one, one move trade with the Falcons. Because yep. I'll take either guy and turn him into a perennial pro bowler. I'll get back some of my picks. And Kyle Shanahan just checkmates everybody in the draft. And John Lynch. Um, but John Lynch will just do what Kyle Shanahan wants, uh, in my mind. Yeah, I think so. Um, but, damn, did you not see that and and think, like, I'm I'm a little jealous? Yeah, well, what it did was – yeah, it made me go, shit, if the Broncos were thinking about trading up to draft a quarterback, 
one, it just got harder, and two, the price just got steeper because the 49ers yeah. gave up. <laughs> they gave up. Uh, they swapped first rounders, and then they they gave up uh, a 2022 20, first rounder, 2023 first rounder. So that's two first rounders to in swapping spots to get the guy you want. And it seems close to the price the Broncos would have to give up for a rookie that you're unsure about. And then if the top three guys are gone already, you're going up to get Mac Jones or Trey Lance at this point. So yeah. Yeah. And it it leaves you in a spot where if you want to make sure that you're getting one of the top four quarterbacks, so Denver would have to trade. Obviously they don't have to go as, as far as San Francisco. So you might even be able to get away with swapping picks this year and then giving up a first next year plus like a couple of second or third the following year yeah yeah yeah. uh but they would have to move from nine to four you gotta go to the falcons yep that's the only way you can guarantee it and then you have to think like that's risky too because i don't know any gm that's gonna trade up to leverage that much like draft capital to trade up and be like, well, we'll just be happy with whoever they don't pick, whoever <laughs> falls to us. That's a recipe for disaster. It's like, no, if you trade up that far, you should be like, no, it's for this guy. Yeah. It's for Justin Fields. Or no, we, we went to Trey Lance's pro day. We're trading up for Trey Lance. Yeah. Because and you don't know unless like, you really think, like have some back channel of communication with Kyle Shanahan. Right. And I think just to, with the 40, with the 49ers trading to three, I think they have to know who's going to be there. I think they have to yeah. have a good idea of what the jets are going to do. Right. Like, like you just said, you don't go to three going hmm, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. I mean, we want to believe Kyle Shanahan's that talented as a coach that he can make anybody work and that both of those prospects are great. And all of that might be true, but you've got to believe they've got one guy they know they can get at three. Um, the who else was trying to trade? The Eagles were trying to trade. Well, I, okay, the Eagles traded Eagles down. Traded down. They were originally they they had interest in trading up to three, which I read today for Zach Wilson specifically. That's um, not where we're going to get Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's what they learned, so they didn't yeah. do it. And then the 49ers apparently have been trying to get into the top five for a little while now. So maybe the 49ers, I don't know, maybe they really are fine with whoever lands at three. Or or here's the other scenario, because if they stay with Jimmy G, maybe they move all that way up to take Kyle Pitts. (laughs) Sure, why not? Kyle Pitts and George Kittle? Well, that's uh, that's how terrible. how hard does that make any offensive coordinator? Kyle Shanahan's got to be rock hard. Um, I wouldn't I be surprised if they did something crazy like that, or one of the top receivers. So, you know how uh, did you know that Chris Sims and Kyle Shanahan have matching tattoos that they got when they're playing yeah, at you- the University of Texas? Yeah, you put I that in the episode. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I realized, like, if Chris Sims is is making conjectures 
about who the 49ers are going to take, he probably knows as well as anyone. That or like Kyle Shanahan is using him as a, uh, yeah, as a tool, a pawn, as a pawn, exactly. Yeah, the chess master. I'm not sure which one it is, but I don't think he's pulling it out of thin air, right? Oh yeah, here's the tweet: 49ers, Dolphins, Kyle Shanahan trying to control his own fate. You trade up to three for your QB who is NFL ready right now, not a project. And to me, that says Mac Jones. Um, first of all. Not necessarily. I don't agree with that because you do have Jimmy Garoppolo. If you wanted to take Trey Lance, who's considered the project, uh, then you're totally you should be like totally fine playing Jimmy Garoppolo until Trey Lance is ready, right? That yeah. feels like the perfect situation for Trey Lance. Just because you trade up for a guy doesn't mean you're going to start him right away. Uh, look at uh, Jared Goff with the Rams, Patrick Mahomes, Carson Wentz wasn't supposed to start right away. I, I don't I don't um, necessarily believe that narrative at all, but Chris Sims is saying something about Kyle Shanahan that makes me uh, yeah they're close they're thick as thieves. I like the first comment here though by Fantasy Couch. Anybody else think this tweet is dumb or is it just <laughs> me? <laughs> um, but like two people said this: Daniel Jeremiah, who's like not a not a take artist, yeah. right? he's very smart. And Chris Sims, uh, he is a little bit of a take guy, but he also he's also very good at evaluating quarterbacks. Yeah, no, Chris Chris Sims is good at evaluating quarterbacks, uh, only because he was a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, although like, when he okay. has to film on, he has to like um, put it like through a mirror, so it looks like they're all left-handed. Oh, uh, fair enough. Yeah, that's how he has to evaluate them. Um, um also how god you know like how annoyed people would get with phil sims doing broadcasts for cbs i yes. know that's your dad <laughs> yeah no, nobody says anything mean about my dad i don't know what I, I don't know what i would do if uh a lot of people did well just imagine like that voice like telling you to do your homework now <laughs> Yeah, I can't do a Phil Sims voice. I don't even know why I was going to try. Okay, no, so here's God. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to mention is okay, so today we I posted an episode about this already on my main channel, That's Good Sports. Will and I had a, an episode done, banged out, written. I was going to be, I was going to have my video done super early today. Every time I plan that, some crazy shit happens. I was literally coming downstairs to shoot and I see all these trades happen. I'm like, oh shit, I got to rework this. But the whole episode was a, well, a big part of the episode was about how the four or the Patriots are sniffing around a Jimmy Garoppolo trade. And I first saw that. I was like, man, that's kind of a stretch to make a video about. And then I was like, well, we've been saying they might try to get Jimmy G back in New England. I don't think they're dead set on Cam Newton. We've heard that the 49ers might be interested in moving on from him, not from the 49ers, but it looked like there's enough there to make a case for it. And I was like, well, maybe the 49ers have a plan to move up in the draft if they do this. And then this shit happened. I was like, oh shit, this definitely means Jimmy Garoppolo is gone. Like they're going to, they're going to trade him. I think he's going to go back to the Patriots 
But then right after all of this happened, the 49ers doubled down on their what you say what how'd you start the episode, Will? They are they have a plan for Jimmy G. What it <laughs> Jimmy G's yeah, in yeah. their plans. But their plan might be to trade him. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the most likely spot if he gets traded is New England? Or do you think there might be other teams out there willing to give up more than New England to get him? No, I think New England is the most likely. And I think I don't know, Bill Belichick's just he's been kind of predictable lately, don't you think? <laughs> Well, I don't know if I'd call spending, you know, two hundred forty million dollars in free agency predictable. But I was going to desperate, but everything else he's done is just like <clears throat> people were saying he like Cam Newton should go to the Patriots, and I was like, that just doesn't seem like a fit. I'm talking about last year, and it turns out he does it. They signed Cam Newton. I it just feels like people have a better read on Belichick now. Yeah, well, I think like. Cam Newton, you had to. It's hard to get over the fact that the Patriots aren't just going to turn everything into gold, right? So when Cam Newton went to New England, like they'll figure out, they'll make this work. But if you're talking about a fit for what they do, Cam's not really that guy for their offense, like at no. all, really. And like you can, yeah. and that's know. not saying Cam can't do it, but it's you wouldn't you wouldn't go Cam Newton Patriots match made in heaven and our angle today before this was like i think cam newton would be a much better fit in san francisco than he is in the in new england but that doesn't mean jimmy garoppolo still isn't a better fit with the 49ers than than cam newton it was just like a hypothetical send jimmy g to the the patriots give us cam and a draft pick back because cam newton actually makes sense for our offense so the 49ers would have a backup plan but yeah, uh, it'll be it'll right. be interesting to see, I guess, how this all shakes out. Because now it looks like that fourth QB, whether it be say Fields or Lance, like which team is going to move up to get it? The Dolphins move back to six, but you can't imagine they're going to go with the quarterback there. If Kyle Pitts doesn't go to the 49ers, like I've already claimed. Maybe the Dolphins are going to take Kyle Pitts at six or, you know, one of the top two wide receivers. Um, it's just kind of like a it's a guessing game at this point, and it makes makes things interesting. But I think it's safe to say the first three picks are definitely QBs. Probably the first four that, if Atlanta moves. Happened? First top three? There's never been three straight QBs taken. No, well – Correct me on that, then please do. But there's been two a few times. I don't think there's ever been three. People always expect it to happen, and it never does. No, the closest recent one was the uh, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, that draft. Darnold, yeah. Uh, That one, Baker, Saquon, Darnold, Quentin Nelson, Bradley Chubb. Who's sixth? Denzel Ward, maybe. Then Josh Allen. Someone else, then Josh Rosen. Yeah, even like the the famous 1983 draft, it was Elway, then Eric Dickerson, then Kurt Warner, but he was a running back, not the Kurt (laughs) Warner we know. (laughs) Elway, then Jim Kelly, then Tony Eason. 
Van Dam Marino. Oh yeah, Ken O'Brien went before Marino too. Um, a legend. Legend. You know what else is legendary? Will what? Mm, DraftKings. Yes. Where the? F- oh, there it is. DraftKings and your chance to win money. The tournament is in full swing. We're, of course, talking about March Madness basketball tournaments with the only team I'm paying attention to, Oral Roberts. I really wish Colgate and Oral Roberts could have met up. If one team could clean those filthy Oral Roberts, it would be Colgate. Grub that dick out of your mouth. I don't know if I should have said that during a live read, but that's okay. DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100, and all it takes is a $1 bet. And that team winning their next game? There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings. DraftKings safe, secure, reliable, so you can deposit, withdraw your money at your convenience. So download DraftKings now and use the code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team you're choosing pulls off the win. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only DraftKings Sportsbook. Got to be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Let me ask ah. you really quick. Who is your, who's your pick to meet in the finals of the tournament? Oral Roberts and who else? Oral Roberts and uh, Anal Mary. Hmm. That is that. That's that must be a uh, private school on, on the West mm-hmm. Coast. That I haven't heard yeah. of. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anal Mary St. Patrick's <laughs> University. Oh, that. Yeah, that's where my dad went. <laughs> Where'd you graduate? Old Anal Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, I that's honestly. Uh, let me just say. Let's see here. Uh, Duke. Oral Roberts and Duke. Not in the tournament. Didn't even make Oral it. Oral Roberts and Kentucky. Also did not make the tournament whatsoever. Oral Roberts and Wake Forest, Demon Decons. I don't think they're in it anymore. They might be. We got a 99-cent super chat from Phase Knight 19. Thank you, Phase Knight. Thank you. If you got questions, super chat us. Do uh, it. We'll, we'll answer any question you got doesn't even have to be about football or the draft or anything. Oral Roberts and Georgetown. Georgetown was defeated in the first round by the University of Colorado. Oral Roberts and the University of Colorado. They are also out. (laughs) Oral Roberts and North Carolina. Nope. Oral Roberts and KU. Is Kansas still in it? I don't think. (laughs) I have not – how about Oral Roberts and Loyola Chicago? Yeah, that's what I meant. Was that the Sister Jean school? Sister Jean. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that one. Uh-huh. Sister Jean, of course, she used to be friends with Anal Mary, but differing Anal opinions. Anal Mary has since passed. Has has passed. Yeah. You don't want to know how. <laughs> 
Burger does sports. Oral Roberts versus Anal Mary St. Patrick's. We should, start, we should start printing Anal Mary St. Patrick's shirts. <laughs> Did we just stumble onto our million dollar idea here? I think it should be like a, a leprechaun, like with his pants pulled down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should just have a bunch of fake college uh, t shirts. Yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah. like uh, people buy like the stupid like the game cocks and different things just because it says cocks. So I think we should just uh, lean into that. What's the stupidest like connection you've ever uh, used to to buy like a piece of college apparel? Like I remember I've, I had a layover <laughs> once in Arizona and I I purchased an Arizona State T-shirt because the Broncos had just drafted Brock Osweiler. It was dumb, but you bought it. Yeah, and I and then like it was, it was weird. Um, like two years later, I saw someone wearing the same exact shirt in a in a pornographic video. Oh, yeah. Well, I was like, oh, I don't like the shirt anymore. <laughs> uh, what well, Ninja Cow four ten dollar sixty nine super chat? No question. Just giving us that hot hot money. Hot cash. If we get um, more than twenty dollars, I will purchase Will a uh, a college basketball shirt of your guys' choosing. Oh, okay. Um, let's see here. Any more news about these trades? Uh, I guess we should talk about. So Miami traded. Miami traded with the 49ers to get the twelfth pick, and then they moved up from twelve to six with the Eagles. Yeah. So I think that was a good move because I, I like when teams do it like that and don't just get locked into their the pick of their first trade partner. So yeah. I think they were probably targeting Jamar Chase the whole time. The Dolphins? Yeah, yeah. The LSU wide receiver Jamar Chase. And they realized like you could pick him at three, but you could also get a little crafty. Know that like three is a hot spot for quarterbacks. You move down from three to six, you acquire some more picks, and you get to take Jamar Chase, a classic case of uh, getting getting the cake, eating it too, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, because your your biggest risk now at six, if you if Jamar Chase is your guy, is Atlanta. Um, just really stocking up on wide receivers and taking him. Uh, Cincinnati not taking Pene Sewell, which the one thing they need to do is protect Joe Burrow. Yeah. So pretty safe. And if you have a second ball catcher you really like, like Kyle Pitts, probably also there. They could take Kyle Pitts too. Like that, I don't think that is um, out of yeah. the question at all. I'd, you know, I'd probably do that over Jamar Chase. To yeah, perfectly. I know they have Mike Isicki, but no, I they've mean, got two solid tight ends, but not like a game-breaking tight yeah. end. Also, um, like we've been saying, you can play Gasicki and Kyle Pitts at the same time. You can play Kyle Pitts a wide receiver. Yeah, two tight ends is if you have a creative offensive coordinator, it gives you a ton of flexibility. We got James Allen dropping the $20 super chat shirt done. Do the Broncos wait out the Watson situation? Uh, I kind of mentioned this in the episode, and I'm going to get to talking about Watson next week in a video. 
That's a good question, James. We'll get to it in one second. I just want to point out the Dolphins have two first-rounders this year and two second-rounders. 2022, they just have two third-rounders. But then 2023, again, they have two first-rounders. So they have been extremely efficient in stockpiling first-round picks. You have the exact perfect amount of time, in my opinion, to figure out Tua. You give him two more years to grow and develop in your system, and you can clearly build around him. And if by 2023 he is not your guy, you have tons of flexibility again with two first-round picks. So shout-out to the Dolphins for doing the offseason correctly. Uh, I really love yeah. what they did there. Um, I, I want okay. to point out, too, really, really yeah, quick about it. the Dolphins. Go for it. They need to pick a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. In the, first, in the first round, they had three picks last year. And you, you can only render, like, so much of a judgment after one year. But the two a pick, I, I said it was a good pick at the time, and I'm not going to move off of that. But at this point, like, after one year, obviously you're going to give the leg up to Justin Herbert on that one. Um, hindsight's, you know, 50-50, yep. though. Uh, the next pick was – you got to be real careful on this name. Noah Igbenogany, a corner who uh, I think it's, again, like it's hard for a first-year corner, um, as we all know. Like Jeff Akuda sucked last year. doesn't mean he's going to be bad his whole career. Um, but didn't like leap off the page or anything. And then Austin Jackson, who from what I could tell, you know, didn't come in, you know, didn't come in day one and light it up. Not to say those guys can't all turn it around. Right. But <clears throat> no, I think you gotta get someone that's gonna contribute right away. Yeah. The Dolphins personnel decisions can be a little baffling at times. Um they're yeah. good at getting the picks, maybe not great at making them, and maybe not the best in free agency. Uh time will tell. Great. But in terms of putting themselves in position. Yeah, yeah. great coaches. They're a lot like me. They can get into the position, but once they're there, how effective they are, very questionable. Okay, James, to answer your super chat, do the Broncos wait out the Watson situation? Yes, I think everybody's waiting out the Watson situation. Unless you just want to throw him a seventh rounder right now. Just make the call and be like, look, we'll take Watson off your hands for this. You don't have to worry about any of this. Seventh rounder right now. Yeah, well, the correct thing to do is uh, to wait and wait and see. And the problem yeah. is, like, he's like, even if he comes out this like totally exonerated, he's going to lose a little bit of value because we're not going to know one way or another. We're probably not going to be like um, a full resolution with this situation. Probably, maybe ever. No, it'll always it's going to be hanging over his head for the rest of his career. Like, it could be like a settlement. It could be uh, it could be a criminal investigation. It could just yeah, kind of like away. He's probably going to get suspended. Mike Florio was suggesting he settle with – do a mediation and settle with all of the accusers now before it can turn into a criminal thing and that uh, his career would be okay after that because we've seen it before with players – um, they didn't want to name specifics, but I will. Jameis Winston, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Antonio Brown's in the same situation right now. 
but it's he's suggesting do a settlement, pay out the the money so that the accusers are happy. He probably would get a suspension, but he'll still be able to play. And I did a video a couple of years ago with my friend Woody Roseland about talent versus controversy. And NFL teams will stick by a guy if he is talented enough, if that talent is greater than the controversy that comes that's attached to him. And as shitty as that might be for this situation, because if he's guilty of it, it's pretty fucked up. But if he settles, it's probably true that Deshaun Watson is talented enough where if it's not him just going back to the Texans, there will be some teams that are interested in him and they will yeah. live with with that situation. Um, so I don't want the Broncos to necessarily be the team that trades for a guy accused of all this stuff until we learn more about it. Like it's a situation where I don't want to throw Deshaun Watson under the bus until we have more access to information. And I don't want to write off these accusers because there's a lot of them now. And even if there was just, even if there's just one, like you want to know more about the situation before you're somebody saying like, it's this, it's that got to do this. Like, I don't fucking know. So yes, wait it out and we'll see what happens after. Yeah. And naturally like one way or another, the thing about this and um, regardless of what, how, how this whole thing plays out, his value is going to drop too because there are going to be teams, and maybe the 49ers did it already, where Deshaun Watson was their plan A. And they said, you know what? Like, we're not rendering a judgment on that situation, but since it's not going to be resolved before the draft, we have to take this situation into our own hands and procure the best quarterback we can. So Deshaun Watson, whether or not it's right, off the table – um, and we're going to um, move up to three and, and and take our guy regardless. Yeah, <clears throat> and the 49ers have not shied away from moving on from players that have had these issues, uh, or not this specific one, but off-field issues. So yeah. them being out on this uh, makes sense. Got a couple more Super Chats here. We got Alex Pace. Has this offseason made us not like wait, has this offseason made us not dislike Don Fangio as much? Well, that, that so is a mind negative. You remove the not and the disc, they cancel out. So has this offseason made us like Don Fangio as much? So do we like him more now? Alex Pace. Uh, you should give us $20 for that kind of mind fuckery. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a fair question. Um, I liked Vic Fangio. Before. I've never known. Yeah. I, no, I think, it, we've just questioned like whether he's the right guy to be a head coach. Um, we, I think he's, yeah, I think he's a good head coach from Monday through Saturday. It's Sunday. You need a gamer. Yeah. yeah you need a you, gamer, not a guy who just wants to focus on the defense. His, uh, yeah, his in-game decisions have been lacking, and I don't think my opinion has really changed on him since the end of the season, and it's not going to until, like, they just start winning. So. Yeah. I like no, I think, I think what George Payton has done is through free agency um, – 
reinforced Vic Fangio's strength so far on defense and is asking Fangio to show improvement with a good defense. And right now, right now you just have to assume we're doing that with, with Drew Locke, which isn't an unfair ask either. Uh, Locke will have had a, a season with Pat Shermer. Uh, there shouldn't be like the excuse, and it's a legit excuse where there was no off season for him to sort of try and grasp a, a new offense that he's probably not the best fit for. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot. Like this is Fangio's make or break season with the Broncos, and still uncertain what they'll do in the draft and if they go after a guy like Watson or my preference now, easily uh, Gardner Minshew. Um, we've got Brian Grover, Super Chat, four ninety nine. Brandon, love your content and humor. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who compliments my humor, thank you very much. And also just know Will is a big part in helping with my humor. Uh, we should trade back in first and pick up linebacker, cornerback, safety in some order. Sorry for your family's loss recently. Heart, heart. Go Broncos. Thank you, Brian. That means a lot. Appreciate it. Um, I agree about the Broncos. If they so he wants he wants to trade back, uh, yeah. not trade back into the first, but trade backwards. Yes, um, and he's looking at linebacker, corner, safety. I, I think that's a good. I think those should be priorities. Um, yeah, you're gonna I, have to replace taking best player. Most of the time, but um, there's good options there. I, I think I already talked about um, the Caleb Farley back surgery is probably going to make him slide a little bit. People are saying that he's going to be ready by training camp, but you have to worry about kind of long-term stuff from that. Um, but that would that could make him a good value pick later on in the draft. Right. <clears throat> um, still a little bit of risk involved, but if it pays off, like that's, you know, that ends up being a great pick. Um, there are good corners there. There's a really good safety out of UCF named Richie Grant, who a lot of people have been talking about as a really good fit for the Broncos. Um, and as far as linebacker, I think if you're trying to get an off ball linebacker, meaning like a, a middle linebacker coverage kind of linebacker, then Micah Parsons, you're probably gonna have to, if you want him, you're probably gonna have to take him at nine. I want all my linebackers on ball. I mean, Vaughn Miller's on ball. Bradley Chubb's on ball. On ball linebackers, well. Balling out. But yeah, I think if you're looking for that kind of linebacker, I would stick at nine. Who's the Who's like the second best linebacker? I don't. Who's the second best off ball linebacker? To be honest, I'm not really sure. But there's some good. Edge rushers. You had one guy has been pretty intriguing is Jason Oway out of Penn Ooh, State. That sounds very close to Elway. Yeah, it's o- Oway, which it's it's just fun to say too. I think he's Penn State. Um, that's what a that's what a woman who's being satisfied with John Elway says. Uh, yeah, the Elway O face. Elway, Elway. That's like um, a, why do I don't know why my uh, version of a woman being pleased is just the sound of a ghost. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. um, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So linebackers. <laughs> I'm gonna pull up. Uh, <laughs> we got a five dollars super chat from Goofy. Thank you, Goofy. I think that sound I just made also kind of sounds like Goofy. Uh, my favorite named uh, safety that the Broncos have ever had was Duke Iannaccio. When the Broncos got yeah. Duke Iannaccio, I was very excited. Uh, didn't quite fine. work out. He's all right. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think – Javon Collins would be the next off-ball linebacker. There who, it is. Uh, people like Zavin him. Collins. Uh, Jameen Davis, Jabril Cox. I'll take Zavin first. just based on the, the first name. Um, you, you, also got, you know, I've said this before, but you got, you got Chernod coming back. People thought that yeah. was good at the time. Yeah, he was hurt all year. Yeah, uh, so don't assume like it's going to be a huge hole. Like he could come I honestly, very well. I think the Broncos, if all the quarterbacks go, they just should stay at nine because – if four quarterbacks, let's say five quarterbacks go before they pick at nine, they're essentially getting yeah. the top player at any position they want, like the number one prospect at any position they want. It could be a tackle if you're looking forward to the future of right tackle. It can be your yeah, linebacker. Later. It, it can be your corner when you have to replace the corner because uh, Bryce Callahan, Kyle Fuller, uh, are on one-year deals right, or on last year of the deal for Callahan, one year for Fuller, and it could be safety because Kareem Jackson's just back for for one yeah. season, and it could be our man Kyle Pitts if for some reason he is there at number nine. Um, yeah, and another thing I think to point out there is if all the corner or all the quarterbacks are taken at nine, which I think is going to be the case. Although, unless someone wants to trade it for Mac Jones, that might happen. But after those four quarterbacks go, it's going to be a little tougher, I think, to find trade partners because usually when teams trade up that aggressively, it's usually for a quarterback. Not to say that no one would be interested um, because there's probably going to be like a wide receiver that falls there too. But it's going to be a little harder. So you can't you can't always assume that, you know – you can trade down whatever you want. Who's the fastest wide receiver in this draft? Do you know? Yeah, I think it's Jalen Waddle. Yeah, so basically you you use your ninth pick to trade with the Raiders so they can draft Jalen Waddle. I mean, yeah, the Raiders – they're and and gonna, I think uh, they're just going to draft the second rounder in the first round anyway. So they're they're going to be like, who that, is that's the team that should trade down? Which defensive lineman can we get as an undrafted free agent rookie? Let's take is, him in the first round. It is legitimately so funny. Uh, like the Raiders' fundamental like misunderstanding of how the draft works. They're stupid. Like, well, well, Cleveland Farrell, like we, he was our our favorite defensive end, so we took him at six. I know, I know, people like think he's going to go in the twenties, but he was our favorite, so we drafted him at six. Like. He can be. He can still be your favorite. Um, first of all, if everybody thinks he's going to go in the twenties, and you want to take him at six, maybe look in the mirror and say, uh, "Is everybody wrong, or are are we wrong here?" Yeah, I think a, a secret to drafting well is understanding 
where other teams value guys. Yeah. Specifically so- in the second, third, and fourth round. Mm-hmm. Like, you can still get a lot of impact players there. Uh, and I think that's where great teams actually, uh, you know, make all of their smartest picks in those three rounds. Um, but then when you have all of those first round picks, you better be picking first round talent there and right. knowing <laughs> comparable talent will still be available later. Um, it's yeah, just if very- you're the Raiders and you, yeah, you've got your heart set on, um, a player who's not who's like you're gonna overdraft them just trade down and you'll get more picks and you can use those picks on more bad players here we go rondale moore is the fastest receiver not waddle yeah ben he's probably moore. the fastest 40 time uh yeah so the raiders would go with rondale moore because i think waddle's probably a more uh pro ready receiver yeah waddle's like people expect waddle to go higher Top 15 Rondell Moore is also like five. He's five seven. Oh yeah, definitely the Raiders guy. <laughs> wide receiver. We got Rugs, we got Renfro, and we got Rondale. Our triple R's are going to be impossible to stop. Knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> I should have a wood. Ooh, there that's we go. Good, good. That's a good wood sound. Great. Sweet crack of the bat. Okay, I think we've – oh, yeah, what are the Eagles going to – so I think Eagles also a uh, smart move in these trades. Uh, they go from 6 to 12 but are building with – they've got a couple first-rounders next season now, right? I think they should have two first-rounders next season. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They got the Dolphins' fourth-rounder this year too in Miami's first in 2022. So they've got a solid season to figure out like if Jalen Hurts is their guy. And then mm-hmm. if they don't feel like that, 2022 comes along. They've got two first round picks to try and, you know, wheel and deal. Uh, and they're, they're basically, they're in rebuilding mode as well. So this is a weird scenario where it, as long as the 49ers hit with their QB, they take at three, then all three teams will have, I think done a smart move. Like some people want to say that the Niners overpaid for this, but the Niners are a team that if they're healthy again, they should be right back in contention in terms of a team that has a good defense, a great running game. They reinvested in their offensive line. So if they think they can just upgrade at quarterback, even though Jimmy G is good, if they get the guy that they believe puts them over the hump, then they might be contending this year again if the rookie is that good. And usually rookies play better that first year than they do in their their sophomore season. So it's like maybe they see the the push this this year. Um, So I think like all three of these teams won. Like nobody got, I I feel like, exploited unless the 49ers miss here. Then you're like, oh, you overpaid and you took a chance on Justin Fields or whoever and it didn't work out for you. So – yeah, it's like one of those things where if you like if you draft the right quarterback, you're not gonna like you're not ever gonna regret the price of the trade. But if you screw up, then it looks extra bad. Like the Rams, or not the Rams, the uh, the Washington R words trading up back in 2012 to get uh, RG three, send a bunch of picks to the Rams. Like okay, he ends up not working out. 
and you lost all these picks like that that sucks um obviously the rams didn't do anything with those picks either so it's fair to assume like it's not like washington necessarily would have you know knocked it out of the park which with each one of those picks i mean that's you know that's kind of what i was saying about the dolphins too is that uh that's nice. I feel like that might be the shirt I have to get you. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. That's I, too I, good, though. Like, that's a cool shirt. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Please send your thoughts and prayers for this heartburn I got. At what losing record this year do you shift to tank mode for the Broncos? Alex Pace, $5. Coming back after giving us that mind fuckery of a uh, super chat. I hate tanking. Uh, yeah, Will and I are anti-tanking. Yeah, um, unless like you, I don't think you should. Unless like you go into the season saying we're gonna suck, like the Dolphins did a couple years ago. I, I do already have a Zag shirt. I will say. Um, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, I gotta find a good T-shirt to get Will. Um, College T-shirt. Yeah, like the Jags, the Jags tanked correctly. Like you can talk about the merits of tanking, but they they tanked correctly. Like their plan was to get Trevor Lawrence, and they got Trevor Lawrence. So good for them. This is the shirt I want. It's a women's oh, shirt. But that shirt's this shirt's like this is why I don't sell a ton of shirts because this is my idea of a perfect T-shirt. Oh, that's mm. a oh, that's a cool shirt. Uh, do they have it in men's? The nice thing is my body's slim enough where I can I can fit a women's yeah. shirt pretty good if I need to. Yeah, I've got uh, broad shoulders. Also, I, I have a tough time wearing pink. Last time I wore a pink shirt, um, you got beat up. Oh, it just made, like, just roasted me. Not because it was pink, like, not like, oh, you're a girl, but because um, my skin is, like, so, like, kind of naturally pink. And it just made my skin look like uh, terrible, basically. Bad skin. <laughs> bad skin. Uh, well, let us know which. Find me really bad college shirts, and I will make sure I get it for Will. Uh, thank you for hitting us uh, with those twenty dollars, so that uh, it doesn't come out of my pocket. Yeah. Miller seven oh seven says, "Hit the like button." Uh, I think you. I think you mean. Click that smash button, like that subscribe, Miller. But I agree. Smash that clicking. Smash that click. Notify the turn on button. Notify the turn on button. Get hard for our videos. Thanks for everybody jumping in our live stream. A lot of trades today. Will and I just wanted to go through it with our brains. Buckle NFL draft. We're going to do a lot more. NFL draft. Subscribe here. And follow Will on Twitter at Guillermo Yaves. We need to Do get it. Will to 1,500 followers. And Benchwarmer Brew at Benchwarmer Brew. You can follow there. The tournament is in full swing and the action has not disappointed. And that is despite my dream matchup of Colgate versus Oral Roberts not being able to happen. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It is that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the tourney 
for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. There's no better way to put your college b-ball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And if b-ball college b-balling ain't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook has 100 to 1 odds on select fighters for this weekend's UFC 260. DraftKings is, of course, safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gotta be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restriction supply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.